Hi, this is Lisa Wagner, and you're listening to another episode of the Epic Mind, Body, Spirit podcast. And joining me today is Barbara Hansford. Welcome, Barbara. Hi, Lisa. I'm so glad you're here. Barbara is one of my favorite people in the world. Thank you. She is just a, uh, a friend and near and dear to my heart. And um, I'm, I really appreciate that you're willing to do this today because this is a subject I really want to talk about. What we're going to be talking about today is journaling and the value that that can give us. You know, uh, we're going to be talking about, you know, how it's helpful, what we can learn about ourselves. And I know that you've been journaling off and on for a long time. When did you first start keeping a journal? I started keeping a regular journal, give away my age, uh, over 30 years ago. Okay. So you were like yeah. a child. Child. Crayons and a notebook. Uh, well, yeah. all right. <laughs> all right, now. Yeah. But a big pen. Right. <laughs> and a right. notebook. Yes. And, and what, what prompted you to do that? I really, I can't, I can't tell you really. Uh, one day I was, you know, all, all high school girls have their little secret diaries, and mm -hmm. I started writing, you know, mm -hmm. I love so-and-so and hearts and flowers and it just kept developing and so as moments came in my life I started writing them down so it wasn't a big right and you have a love of writing I mean Barbara yes. Barbara was an English teacher and uh, Barbara's a creative writer um, but what so you started doing it but then what kept you doing it what is it that you got out of the experience that made you want to continue to do it actually it was a way to clarify my thoughts for myself um, I knew nobody else was going to read them. I pray that they get burned upon my death, but because I don't want anybody else to read them. There are things there that nobody needs to know. But I continued because it helped clarify thoughts for myself. Or it was a way to freely express emotion that probably wouldn't have been appropriate in public. It's not usually a good thing to say out loud, I want to kill so-and-so. But you can put it on the written page. Nobody mm -hmm. dies. There's no, you mm -hmm. know, no right. attorney fees. You can get out that emotion right. you can, and in a more constructive manner. Right. And it allows you to kind of break it down. Mm -hmm. Why am I so angry? Well, you know. And after a while, you know, your friends do want to stop hearing about what you've got That's to say. Fine. And so you can tell the written page. Mm -hmm. All those things that your friend has said, okay, we've been talking about this for two years now. Mm -hmm. Can we move on? Mm -hmm. Your journal doesn't care. Right. You right. can talk about it until right. the cows come home. Right. Well, another thing that I've, I've kind of noticed for myself, you know, there are times where um, I think one reason why therapy works is because, or talking to a friend works, is because when you go to say it out loud to someone else, it kind of becomes more real. And you find that's true with, the, with putting it on a page. I mean, you can think about it, but when you actually go to put the words down, there's an ownership of your feelings yes. or your thoughts that makes it more real or makes it and helps bring that clarity. It, it really does. It really does. I know, as many people have, you know, relationship problems. And it helped me in several instances, you know, I, it was almost a to-do list, you know. Things I like, things I don't like. Why don't I like them? Why do I like them? Why am I willing to put up with this and mm -hmm. not willing to put up with that? So you're very right in saying it helps clarify. Mm -hmm. um, and people mm -hmm. don't get tired because right. you can go back and read it. And, right. and it, it, it works out well. It really helps focus. And what have you learned about yourself in this process? Well, having, when we discussed this, gone back and looked at uh, a couple of old journals, mm -hmm. I'm 
probably multiple personality disorder. <laughs> but um, it actually, it gives you a, a window to the past mm -hmm. and a clarity about the present. And for me, you know, I, I've learned that I've grown a lot, um, more so than perhaps I thought I had. Uh, I look back at some of my early writings from my, I'll, I'll give it away, I'm 58. Mm -hmm. So I look at, you know, my early writings from my 20s and uh, I, I go, oh, who is she? Where and in what universe did this person occupy mm -hmm. the body that I know to be mine? Mm -hmm. But then again, it allows me to own her and absorb her because memories tend to fade or change or whatever as time goes on. But if you go back and you look at it, you're like, oh, that's how I made that leap. Or things that you thought you had learned that you maybe need to relearn. When was the last time I saw that experience or I was in that experience? Well, it was 10 years ago. What'd you do then? Ah. You can go back to your journal and mm -hmm. go, oh, so that's what I did, for better or for worse. Mm -hmm. So you know either to avoid or to do it again or to come up with something entirely different. And you keep all your journals? Yes, I do. It's sinful, I think, mm -hmm. because there are things in there, really, you mm -hmm. don't want anybody to read. And it's taking up storage space that would mm -hmm. probably be better suited for other things, but I can't bring myself to get rid of them. Right, right. I may, I don't have enough years left on the planet to sit down and read each one over again. I can't burn them either, right. or and I'm certainly not going to donate them. Right. So, but knowing there, they're, they're there, you it, know? there's a kind of comfort in that. Yeah. It's it's sort of like an adult security blanket. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's right. it's it's there. It's it, a place you can go to, sort yeah, of. Yeah, I can kind of relive my life if yeah. I really want to, and I can just sit down and relive yeah you know. that's that's really neat and do you, have you um have you ever gone back and read something and it and you were surprised by it oh yes many things like i didn't know how crazy out of my mind i was <laughs> over x guy right. you know until i read you know because my right. memory was i was very adult right. and very capable and right. then i read my journal and went or not so right. much right. you know maybe i did have those ten but ted bundy kind of right. thoughts and feelings thank god they just got out on paper right but yeah i have it's it, i've learned a lot i've learned a lot about me right and how has that um keeping a journal even if you um aside from going back and being able to have the the learning that comes from the reading what you wrote or reflecting on what you wrote but just the process how has that helped you in either physically emotionally spiritually healing in your life well from a physical standpoint as you know i suffer from crohn's disease and was diagnosed in the 70s um, when i was the only crohn's patient around <laughs> at least at miami valley hospital mm -hmm. i was the only crohn's patient around and for that it was it was a teaching experience and it was a learning experience and i could keep track of my symptoms I have read journal entries and do still to this day write journal entries that read very much like a grocery list. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not always really super creative and interesting. Sometimes it's just talk to this doctor, read this article, mm -hmm. go to bed. Mm -hmm. So it's a way to Do keep it. you on track. It keeps me on track. Right. Yeah, it's it, it keeps me on track. And so when I was ill, it was a place for me to learn to keep notes about what I was told by, mm -hmm. as you know, when you're in, in a medical situation, you have people coming at you 
every different direction, especially if you have a disease that nobody at the time really knew much about. Mm -hmm. You know, so I was able to keep a journal to say, and I still do, because I still see a lot of doctors. Mm -hmm. Okay, today I see this doctor, these are the things I want to discuss mm -hmm. so that I know going in mm -hmm. to a current doctor, mm -hmm. you know, what I want to talk about mm -hmm. and, and I've written it out for myself, which quite frankly is, is a memory aid as well. Mm -hmm. You know, it helps clarify in my mind, okay, do right. I really need to ask him about this or should maybe I focus on that? Right. Now, do you find that there are certain times in your life where you're more or less drawn to journal? Yes. I'm not a a consistent journaler. I, in fact, you and I were having a discussion the other day. I, I've gone like you know a month uh -huh. and haven't written a bloody word, mm -hmm. and thought to myself, and, and I'll have my journal sitting right out there, and I'll go, oh, I should pick that up and write something, mm -hmm. and my mind's a total blank. Mm -hmm. And then I just allow that to be a total blank. I get, I have my moments when I go, ah, oh, mm -hmm. I should have, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. So I just allow that to be, and mm -hmm. if something comes up and I really, really want to write about it, mm -hmm. then I do. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, I just let it kind of be. It, I don't allow it to dictate my life. Right. I dictate my life right. now. It's, not, it's not something you have to do. I don't have to do it. Right. I just do it when I feel like I want right. to do it. And I think, you know, for some people that are um, intimidated by the idea of keeping a journal, um, I think that's maybe one of the things that holds people back because they think if they start it, they have to write in it every day or every week or whatever. And, you know, you can skip a year if you want. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I don't think I've ever actually skipped a year, mm -hmm. but I did spend six months in the hospital where it right. was a little hard for me yeah. always to write, considering yeah. all those IVs. Right. So there were times that I skipped right. stuff. Right. You know, oh well. But what uh -huh. would you tell someone who maybe hasn't kept a journal, who's maybe a little intrigued about the idea of doing it, how to start, like, and what they can expect to maybe get out of it in the beginning how to start pick up a piece of paper mm -hmm. and write out the date mm -hmm. and, and do the whole thing you want the day as well as the date and the month and the year mm -hmm. start out there mm -hmm. and don't be intimidated by the fact that it's blank page right you've already got some of it up there you've got the date right you know and right. just whatever comes to your mind whatever comes to your mind. And not worry about the spelling and the grammar. Oh, for heaven's sakes. And I, as an English, former English teacher, am a self-editing crazy woman. And I have actually been known, early days, they don't do it anymore, but in early days, I, I was known to rip out a page of the journal because I didn't like my handwriting. Never mind what I said, I didn't like my handwriting. Or there weren't enough commas. Mm -hmm. Who cares? This isn't going to be on the bestseller list. Mm -hmm. This is for you. Right. So don't worry about how you punctuate. Don't worry about how you spell. Can you read it and understand what it says? That's fine. And they don't even have to be complete sentences. No. I mean, sometimes it's just it's just uh, bullets. It's just lines. It's just phrases, right? It's, exactly. It's, or stream of consciousness. Right. Uh, you know, just you had a fight with your husband and yeah, just your hand flies across the page. Right. Or there's a, oh God, I've got six kids and they've each told me they have something they've got to do mm -hmm. uh, and you just jot them down. Mm -hmm. They're bullet points. Right. And oh yeah, maybe I want to take a shower in there. Right. You know, so it, it, right. it's anything you want it to be. Right. What I do with my journal is going to be significantly different from what you, Lisa, might do in a right. journal. And what, uh, what kind of um, 
uh, book or notebook, or what do you use for your journal? Do you have like a fa favorite kind of thing? Well, or? it changes with my mood. I have one journal that has a hard plastic cover with, it looks like somebody threw up confetti on it. And then I have a whole bunch of those college-bound mm -hmm. spiral notebooks that you take off to school and write in it. I've got a whole bunch of those. Mm -hmm. Right now I'm using a cover that I can use from time to time because it's a removable leather cover. Mm -hmm. That was a gift. So I can hide those ugly mm -hmm. notebooks right. for taking notes in class right. in a nice you know, black leather mm -hmm. covering. It absolutely kind of depends on what my mood is. I do know, though, I'm not good without lines. Right. I have to have lines on a page. Somebody once gave me, God love them, they gave me a journal, and it was blank pages, which is good if you're a sketch artist, which I'm not, mm -hmm. but not so good if I'm trying to write. Mm -hmm. I need lined. I need a yeah. ruled piece of paper. Right, right. That I would, I would highly urge people right. to do. I also think that if somebody's just starting out, um, I think it can be, be better to get sort of that conventional notebook that you're talking about because I think a problem too is you can get these really pretty books, but then it's almost like, I know for me sometimes I feel like, well, I'm going to save that mm -hmm. for something. I mean, I don't want to just waste it by just idle writing or whatever, you yeah, know? Yeah, I want to say something profound with exactly, that Exactly, you know? And, <laughs> And instead, you know, the, 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 the prof if there is something profound in the writing, it unfolds, you know? I mean, how, how, I've never known anyone who sat down and said, all right, today I will be profound, and I will write profound things in this book. You know, it doesn't work I don't work even think way. Thomas Jefferson yeah, sat down and so, said, I'm going to be profound right, But today. yet I think we get caught up in that sometimes, and I know people that journal, um, so few of them feel as comfortable at first writing in those kinds of books and then I think it gets to a point where if you're really comfortable keeping a journal you you kinda know what it is you're not expecting it to be a a, a masterpiece every day of creativity right. and so forth then those books become they're great you write in them and they look pretty you know and you have them all up there but I think it's great just to get a two dollar notebook at the drugstore or whatever and write in it and and the whole thing is to just um, give yourself the freedom to write whatever you want to write exactly. in there. Exactly. It's, it's giving yourself permission. Yeah. And the other thing, just from a sheer practical point of view, those lovely pretty journals that you can buy in your favorite bookstore and all of that are not easy to carry around when right. you're sitting in you know, traffic or you're on the bus or you're wherever, whereas that $2 one from your local right. uh, pharmacy or wherever, right. you know, CVS and Rite Aid, you pull it off the shelf, you spin back the spiral, mm -hmm. and you're right away. Right, and that's the other trick too, is I think it's really important to have a spiral bound. When they're, yes. when they're bound like that, the regular hardback binding, it's okay the first few pages or the last few pages, but most of the middle section, you can't really write that far you into, know you, can't. you know? No, you really it's, can't. It's really hard to do. Um, and so I think that, you know, just to get a regular cheap old spiral notebook. Absolutely. That's, I, I to this day, mm -hmm. in, in the nice leather cover is a cheap spiral notebook. Right. That's why I like the leather exactly. cover. Exactly. <laughs> now, do you ever, um, something that I do sometimes, um, or I write letters to people. Letters that they never see and that will never get sent. Do you do that in your journal? Oh, funny you should mention that. 
Yes. Give us an example. Shall I? Yes. All right. Talk about, and why did you do it, and what benefit did you get out of doing All right. that? I had one of those, those moments where, and actually, without giving too much of my personal life away, let's just say my daughter and I have some serious life issue disagreements. Having said that, she, uh, I had sent her some coupons in the mail and attached a little note to it, and she complained that it was just not enough. It wasn't personal. It wasn't whatever. So I sat down. I thought, all right, be careful what you wish for. You want a letter? You're going to you get want a letter? letter? All right, kid, <laughs> you're going to get a letter. And I, I literally, I sat down, and I, I started writing, and I was trying to be what I was not in the moment. I was trying to be... I'm the loving, adult, knowledgeable parent. And I'm going to logically and lovingly lay down all this information for my daughter. I got about two full sentences. Well, okay, really they were run-ons. Until my hand cramped up, literally, physically, I my handwriting became that of a 90-year-old person with the tremors. I could barely read it. And I thought, well, that's not good. Uh, I'm having a stroke. What's what's the problem here? I shook my hand out and flipped the page. And then I started writing about just what came into my head, which is how much I wanted to tell her off and straighten her up. And my hand did not stop moving. So much as to, you know, put a period in, I think, for like three pages. There was nothing wrong with my hand. Right. All that was wrong with me was I was trying to stifle right. what I really felt. Right. Neither of those letters would have ever gone to my daughter. Right. But I was I was in a. In it a, gives you a way to. It get gave it me out. a way to get it out. It right. gave me a way to just let it all out. And also, it gave me an insight into oh, I see what happens when you try to say stuff that you may mean, but you're just not quite ready for that letter yet. There will come a time when I'm ready for the adult, mm -hmm. this, that, and the other mm -hmm. thing. And I may write it, and I may even send it. Mm -hmm. But the other day was not the day. Right. And I think what happens, you know, when we talk to a friend about, like in your case, say talking to a friend about your daughter, you're still talking, like, about the feelings. And I think the thing about the letter of the journal is it's a way of, of coming as close as you can get to talking directly to the person. <laughs> You know, and I think for me, that's what really unearths it because, mm -hmm. and sometimes, you know, the feelings that I have are about what that person has done, but when I go deep enough, it's really not about the other person or the circumstances. It's about something inside of me. I mean, that's the, that's the deeper thing that is set off, and that's what can eventually come out if I start really writing about how I feel, then I get to the part where, you know what, it isn't even about this particular person anymore. This person, by what she did or didn't do or the circumstances, set it off, you know, but okay, so now it's about something that I have choices about and I have control over because it's about something inside of me. And that precisely is, it, I couldn't have said it more brilliantly, I learned just from that particular experience that at the end of the day and after I'd finished with my stream of consciousness that what I was really upset about wasn't so much what she had to say because I've been hearing it for years. Mm -hmm. What upset me 
was I allowed my buttons to be pushed. Right. And that's where I have a choice. You know, so yes, I got to write out all the venomous, nasty, sardonic right. kinds of things I wanted to say to her and right. slash her to the bone right. verbally, and, and I got all that out of the way, and then I thought, well, why are you so upset? This isn't like this is new information to you or new right. behavior. Oh, you let your buttons be pushed. So it doesn't become, it isn't about her choices and her life as much as it is about my choice and my life right. and I allowed my right. buttons to be pushed. Right, and it challenges us. Are we living the lives we want to live? Are we are we the people we want to be? That's what it really comes exactly. down to. Exactly. And I did I learned in that particular moment that right. well, no. Right. Uh, oh oops. Right. You know, better luck next time. Right. And next time will happen. Right. And I will be better prepared right. because I allowed myself Mm -hmm. to do all of that process right. from the cramping of the hand to the aha moment right right well so tell me something um, that you uh, you know you can you, you mentioned looking back and seeing wow you know who's that crazy woman writing there but I know there has to be a time where you reflected on something you wrote or you read something you wrote and you were like well okay I'm kind of cool <laughs> You know, when you really, you know what, when you realize you felt kind of good about yourself, you felt proud of yourself. Tell me about one of those times. I did have a moment like that. Um, I've actually had several. I'm sure. I've you been have. blessed. I've been blessed. I I remember one particular long. It was a several day journal entry. Um, I was in the hospital, and back in those days, you could still do that evil, nasty tobacco thing <laughs> in the hospital. And I noticed that I was being coming a part of the smoking room group. And we tended to, you know, obviously during visitation hours, you do all that kind of thing. But it was more like at 3 o'clock in the morning when we showed up. And I remember sitting there watching <laughs> these guys play cards and there were a couple of us women and we were doing like housekeeping things but there was this beautiful vignette in my head and it, it just I looked at it and I went oh how wonderful and I went back and I wrote this extensive piece about what how you can get support in the most strange and obscure ways from you know from the toothless homeless guy that was you know betting with his mouth swabs on the poker game to, you know, the professor that was sitting next to me as we were tidying up the cigarette butts. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't matter that we could get support for our journey no matter where we looked. Mm -hmm. And when I wrote that all down and then I sat down, I don't know, a week or so later and I read it and went, well, darn. <laughs> hey, you're not bad. <laughs> all right. All right, you're not going to be Oprah's top book choice, but that's okay. You're pretty right. good. That's right. I, I can be insightful. I can be Lisa. Oh, <laughs> I well. can be insightful. But, so the great thing is. But it was wonderful. That's right. It was good writing. Mm -hmm. I am I, hypercritical about my own writing. Mm -hmm. Something I never encourage in other writers is to be hypercritical mm -hmm. because I reserve that as my own personal right. Mm -hmm. um, but I wasn't, I looked at it and went, well, even being hypercritical, this is. Why look, it's real paragraphs and no run on sentences. So I even wrote it well without thinking about it. Right. 
I just, I wrote it out and it, it was beautiful and it was lovely. And today it is still one of the best memories I have. Mm -hmm. And kind of why I lobbied for them not to close that particular smoking room because of the support mm -hmm. it gave everybody at the mm -hmm. wee hours of the morning mm -hmm. when you can't pick up the phone right. and call somebody just right. to right. piss and mop. But it was a place in the middle of the night to go to connect. You could go to connect at three o'clock in the morning. You can be guaranteed there was gonna be somebody else down there right. that you can connect with. Right. When in a hospital, that's probably one of the longest portions of the evening. If you're not drugged into a sleep, mm -hmm. a hospital night can seem forever, forever. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, you can't always connect with your nurses and their aides because, oh, I don't know, they got sick people to take care of. Right. So you go to another sick person and there's that sick person. Right. And you connect. That's neat, that's neat. I still actually communicate with two different people that I met in the late 80s that's I still communicate with them via email that's so neat. that's neat so know. I think that's the thing you know I guess for me to sum it up it's about you know it's a tool for self-discovery it's a it's a tool for expression and it can also be a, a tool of affirmation you know okay. it isn't just about discovering what's ugly inside of us it's also this is such a great example it's also a way to really appreciate who we are and appreciate and to deepen our appreciation of the ordinary experiences we have in life, that they can become special. And part of how they become special is we took the time to, to write them down and to think about them and, and to make them into a memory. Yes, you know? yes, and, and, and I did. I had, I've had moments like that and I, I cherish them. That's neat. I mean, it's one of the few things I can go back and read in my journal and not, you know, go, oh dear. Yeah, I can I go, all right, yeah. you know, and it makes me relive the moment. Yes. Yes. And re reappreciate something that, you know, happened twenty years ago. Right. Doesn't matter. It's as fresh today mm -hmm. as it was then because I took the time to write about it. That's it right. doesn't have to be poetic. It doesn't have to be Walt Whitman. It right. has to be real you. Real. It has yeah. to be real. Because no matter your grammar skills, no matter your punctuation skills, it'll be real for you. That's the only person that matters. And I thank you so much for taking the time today to share that with us. This has been great. You've been listening to the Epic Mind, Body, Spirit podcast. It's served off of the epicmeditations.com website. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Barb, for being here today. Thank you for asking. And everyone out there, you have a beautiful day.